countdown to the last comic shop in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, hey, welcome back to another week of the last comic shop! Where we search through those never-ending rows of long boxes to bring you weekly comic book reviews and recommendations for fans both new and old. Yeah! And we try to stay cool in this unforgiving summertime heat. Oh, I know, right? Have you seen the pit stains on our brand new summertime version of The Last Comic Shop t-shirt? Available on thelastcomicshoppodcast.com, by the way. Without the pit stains, of course, that'll cost you extra. Those are the collector's editions. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Of course. Well, I'm the host with the most, Andy Larson. I'm all joined, as always, by my co-host, J.A. Scott and Chad Smith. And despite those warmer temperatures, we're still dedicated to bringing you yet another Repaw review for all of our fans. No! 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 What What do you mean, no? We mean no! J.A. and I are on strike this week. It's hot. We have not had a vacation in many days. And, uh... Whoever decided to put leather chairs in the shop needs to be dragged out into the street, because this is not working for me. I thought leather chairs were stylish. Style is fun, but have you ever sat in a leather chair when it's a zillion degrees outside? Yeah, every time Chad moves, it sounds like someone's trying to tie a balloon animal at the county fair. <laughs> Sticking to everything, I tell you. Everything! All right, all right. You, well, you're right. We haven't had a break all yet this summer, so I guess this week is as good as any to slack off a little bit. But we still got all these listeners that tuned in. What are we going to do with them? Give them some bomb pops and tell them to go to the pool. Funnel cakes. They can have funnel cakes. But I guess you're right. We do need to give them something besides funnel cakes. And if they don't want a t-shirt, well, you know, how about something from the archive? I'm sure we can find something that will keep people entertained while they eat their funnel cake. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and open up that old vault and see what's inside. Ooh, it's cooler down here. It's like a nice, cool basement. I love basements. My basement's my happy place. (laughs) It is nice down here. It's It's like a York peppermint pack. What is that is that a Pittsburgh toilet I see over there? <laughs> yeah, just, you don't need to look. All right, all right. Well, did you fellas have an idea of what show we should bust out for our fans? Well, earlier this summer, you guys did a bonus show for live stream for the cure, raising money for cancer research. I was out of town. I never got to listen to it. Maybe some of our fans haven't either. How about that one? That show was a good time. We uh, did Superman versus Muhammad Ali. We had our pal Mikey Wood tuning in, talking about the late, great Neil Adams. It's all good stuff. Well, it sounds good to me. Let's go ahead and rev up that old archive Rama 3000 and revisit some ghosts of Last Comic Shop Pass with a read power review of that time that the Man of Steel and the greatest of all time slugged it out for the fate of planet Earth. The crew from the Last Comic Shop Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome. How are we this morning? Ah, hey, how's everybody doing this morning? Oh, look at this. We got the host with the most, Danny Larson. We got Mikey Wood. We got Chad Smith. Where did Chad go? Now he's invisible. He is. I hear noise, though, if you you listen. I do. I hear noise as well. 
that, that is great that he he developed that power during the break. So now, now okay, now we can hear you, but he's invisible. You know. So. Well, hopefully Chad joins back in. He he was there. We were having a great conversation today. We're talking about Superman. How much do you know about Superman? Comic wise, next to nothing. But like, I love okay. Superman. He's my favorite superhero. So okay, uh, you know what? I'm the same way. Superman's my favorite, but generally, Superman comics are awful. Honestly, uh, they, they, they really are. Superman's a phenomenal character that's very difficult to write. He's like like Captain America's same way. At the core, great idea, but can get real chintzy and cheeseball and real all sorts of stuff. I don't think like Captain America doesn't work if you take him out of World War II. It just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. In my opinion. Uh, don't listen to Mikey. Don't listen. To Mikey. <laughs> you know what? What's who's your who's your favorite Superman actor? Uh, mine's Calville, hands down. Okay, you're a Calville fan, hands down. I mean, that's, awesome. that's Mikey Woods. That's his. That's his Girl, crush. That's his man pen. crush. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm 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 a Christopher Reeves guy. I like Christopher Reeves. Like he was, yeah. he was my Superman growing up. And and if I if I have a second pick, it's uh, I like Tim Daly from the Superman animated series, the, the Bruce Tim. Yeah. Because they just they they had the best voice actors for all of that stuff. And that's like a great show. That was a great follow up to Batman the animated series. But it was. Uh, thank you so much for having the last comic shop here on uh, live stream for the cure. Hopefully, it's been a good event thus far, and that we're going to help raise a little bit of more money for yes, everybody. Please. Very worthwhile cause. Okay. Well, before we get started on the, yeah. the book, we did want to kind of throw out here that we're going to be doing a, a little bit of a giveaway uh, for the live stream of the cure in our hour here. As long as you live in the continental United States, now that is an important caveat to this rule, but as long as you live in the continental United States, the top two donators for this hour will receive either a last comic shop t-shirt in the yes. color of your choice or a tote bag. You know, get picking up your comic books on free comic book day or, or new comic book day every day. So again, top two, as long as you live in the continental United States, we can't ship overseas, but as long as you're in the continental United States, we'll get your information. We'll give you, we'll send you out a free t-shirt of your size and your color, or a tote bag, if you'd prefer something toady. It's like we're we're officially PBS. It's like we're giving tote oh, bags. Tote, not a toad bag. Yeah. That's an no, entirely not a toad bag. That's It's tote. So today on today's program, we're going to be doing a great book that deals with the Man of Steel. So if you like Superman, you're in the right place. Great. His most popular superhero of all time like it's not even close like it's like superman maybe batman maybe spider-man and then like it's a huge drop wow there's chad he's huge and i can't hear him oh man we could hear you in the green room we could dub him we could dub him we could we could start using hi i'm chad (laughs) (laughs) hi my name's so today we're going to be doing muhammad ali superman Yes, that is what we are eventually yes. going to be doing. We are doing Superman versus Muhammad Ali. We're going to go ahead and get started. Mikey Woods here. Yes. we got Chad Smith. He's going to be joining in as soon as he gets his audio issues. But again, it's this book is done by the, the late, great Neil Adams, uh, who uh, passed away. Oh, we got money! We got money! We haven't even done anything! That's an we anonymous haven't even donation to talking about comic books. $50. Thank nice. you so, so much. Was this a... Was this a- I'll pay to keep them quiet kind of donation. <laughs> we didn't specify that. They didn't specify that. <laughs> it's true. Uh, on today's program, we're going to be talking about uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, which mm. is, a, is a great book that was released 
Um, I think it was late 70s, early 80s, and it was done primarily by the late, great Neil Adams. Now, Neil Adams did pass away tragically this year, so we did lose one of the greats of comic bookdom. Again, I, I, I feel like even if you're not into comics, you've probably seen Neil Adams' art. He was iconic in developing uh, what you know certain characters look like, especially folks like Batman. Batman post Adam West and the campy 60s television show. You know, Neil Adams comes in with Denny O'Neill writing, kind of brings it back to those street roots, gives him the huge, the huge ears, gives him the flowing cape. Mikey, what can you say about Neil Adams? Well, so Neil Adams came in and he, he added a sense of realism kind of to his. I mean, it's like dynamic realism, but it's realism to comic art and and he was contributed to the rebirth of multiple titles that were on their last legs like people don't realize that like when when he took over doing the art chores for x-men x-men was like tanking x-men was yeah i mean they were doing reprint issues they were doing like like it was just it was just nosediving it was it was nobody was into it he came in and and it ignited that fuel and i believe he did the same thing working with uh, with O'Neill on, on Batman and then uh, prior to that doing Green Lantern, Green Arrow, especially Green Lantern, Green Arrow is famous for that sense of sort of like street level superheroes became a little more socially conscious, uh, a little bit less silly. Um, right. Because comics were, you know, in the 60s, primarily a kid's medium. But now at this point, Marvel had hit and Marvel was doing well for including those sort of elements not realistic, but right. you know, characters had lives. And uh, like appealing to more of like the college right. crowd. And, you know, again, understanding that the people that were reading comic books in the late 50s, early 60s, they were growing up and they still wanted to read comic books. And so you kind of had that start of like what we have today, which is a lot of comic book fans, they're, they're fans because they were kids and they've wanted to see those characters evolve back in like the golden age, you didn't read comic books after the age of 16. And so uh, in 1978, they decided to put out this crossover and it was on the heels of some other crossovers. One that we talked about last year on during live stream for the cure. Mm -hmm. We talked about Superman versus the amazing Spider-Man crossovers were kind of a thing. I won't lie that comics were a little bit in trouble in the seventies. So they were kind of trying to do some things that I hate to say a little bit gimmicky little things to kind of sure. appeal to people outside of the comic book window. They didn't have a lot of movies and Superman was a big property. So why not team him with the greatest of all time? And what's funny about this is that uh, it was delayed. The book was delayed for like a year, supposed to come out in 77 mm-hmm. and Muhammad Ali uh, lost the heavyweight champion about to uh, what do you call it? Leon Spinks. Yes. In, in 78. So when the book came out, he wasn't the heavyweight champion anymore. <laughs> um, it was delayed. But then he, he did, I think he did get it back eventually. I'm not a boxing guy, but as far as that's concerned, if you ask somebody to name a boxer, they're going to say Muhammad Ali. That's the one that everybody knows. I mean, right. You know, he was a force of nature. There were Muhammad Ali toys and there was a movie and there was all these, you know, and this was while it was all happening. So he really was like the greatest you know, the boxer in the world. So why not combine the greatest boxer in the world with the greatest superhero in the world for right. questionable results? You love it. I don't love it. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm 
I'm a huge fan of it, and yeah. I'll get to that in, yeah. in uh, you know in some of my additional thoughts. But it's a oh, wait, there he is! Oh my gosh! Still any luck? Yes. We we love you. We got Dad. it. Yes. We can hear you, buddy. Huzzah! Look at that. Fabulous. Yeah. Look Fabulous. at that. Woo! Well, that's All it right. for us in live stream for the yeah. This is Chad. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Should I kick so him from I, the call now or exactly? It's already That's happened right. a couple times. But no, so did you guys get into Neil Adams, giant in the industry? Yes, we uh, did. We, we did talk about Neil Adams. We were actually touching upon, like, again, actually Muhammad Ali at this point, like how he was, he, uh, Mikey had just mentioned how he had lost the title because they delayed this for a year. Yeah. And then Leon I was, coming, I was going to talk about the fact that, like, this also comes on the heels of Rocky, which was a huge movie. It was released yeah. in 1976. So again, Boxing was on people's mind. And, you know, even though Muhammad Ali wasn't in Rocky, I mean, everybody knows that Apollo Creed is the stand-in for Muhammad Ali in that movie. So this is an opportunity for DC to kind of get some folks that aren't reading comic books into that comic book tent to at least pick up this thing. And I think no other way kind of illustrates the fact that they're trying to pull people in than that cover, Chad, right? Not only does it have Superman and Muhammad Ali, but it's got everybody that was like anybody in late 70s, right? And I so mean, this cover is beautiful, and they have so many celebrities. They have over 150 uh, celebrities that they credit on the inside, and then there are a bunch that they didn't credit. Like, uh, there were issues getting uh, likeness rights, and so they took Telly Savalas and they changed him to Lex Luthor, <laughs> or <laughs> took the Henry Winkler. And he didn't want to uh, approve his likeness. So they just put a 70s style mustache on him. Nice. <laughs> hey, the fonts would have looked good with a 70s style so mustache. So he's mirror universe fonts. Exactly. Right. He's, and then uh, you got uh, the yeah. Beatles and Yoko and uh, mm-hmm. Linda are uncredited there in between the, the ring ropes. Is that Stan with the mustache there? I was going to point that guy out too. Oh, I'm sorry. He surprisingly goes uncredited. Uh, you know, the head of the other company, the Stan the Man Lee down here. With a front row seat. When has wow. he ever done anything uncredited? That's amazing. One question that I had for you, Chad, is weren't you trying to find John Wayne like for the yes. longest time this week? Like evidently John Wayne's on this cover. But J- Chad was having a difficult time finding the old Dukester. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I was doing my homework and I found out there were a bunch of celebrities that, you know, didn't approve their likeness rights. Like uh, Carol O'Connor, the uh, Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. was supposed to be on the cover he did not, he declined and then one of the people that stepped in was my favorite author of all time Kurt Vonnegut wow that's a $100 the donation from the Larsons thank you so so much $100 nice. all right nice but yeah you besides the people that filled in you get luminaries at the time you get Pele which people thought was Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali watching his own fight <laughs> but you get presidents you get Jimmy Carter you got Betty Ford did they white the out the booze bottle for Betty Ford? They had. <laughs> oh. They whited it out. It's too behind soon, somebody Mikey. else's. Is it too soon? Too soon. Too People soon. People don't know what you have in a cup. She was it's, just holding a cup. She well, was it's like, a boxing a... match, so. But yeah. No, I, I literally spent hours this week just staring at this cover. Because being a comic book nerd, they have uh, your comic book folks. Like, there's Gil Kane. I don't know if you can see through the oh, flash. Wow. Walt Simonson's in the crowd. A bunch of people that were part of... Uh, the Krusty Bunkers and Continuity Studios make appearances. Oh, wow. There are superheroes, like the Teen Titans are hanging in the crowd. This book <clears> is worth it uh, just for the cover alone. 
Yes. So, so I mean, again, I think we've commented on the past that if you if you could, I, I wish that they had blown it up like poster size and you could get it like as one of those subway posters because it would look gorgeous if you had a nerd den like to have that with all yeah. the people that that are part yeah. of that and Superman Muhammad Ali. I think you'd have to hang the guide too, and then exactly the in for you the would have to because why not? Like you'd have to have the guide so people come over, they start looking. Oh yeah, that person's on there. So it was a pop culture comic books smash up and that happens all the time nowadays but for the 70s this was kind of like a rare deal this yeah. was something that they they were they they wanted to test the waters and again neil adams draws wonderful stuff on there based on i think a plot that denny o'neill wrote on a cocktail napkin and handed to right no i i learned that denny o'neill dropped out of the project midway and so uh, we always credit him as, as writing it, but it's really Neil Adams that took the ball and ran with it. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to the 10 cent synopsis so all the time on the last comic shop. We'll give you a 10 cent synopsis. So what happens in Superman versus Muhammad Ali? And I think Mikey is a good guy to give yeah. us that old 10 cent. Now, full, full dime, Mikey. Don't full, skimp on this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Superman and Muhammad Ali are uh, recruited sort of or kidnapped, I guess. <laughs> Uh, by a bunch of aliens to fight their greatest champion and eventually each other for the fate of the world. Basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's really it. And it's, it, you know, fun ensues. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you forgot about the name of the aliens. They're scrubs. called the Scrubs. The scrubs. Oh. This is, I believe, a boxing reference, isn't it? Like, I guess. I don't know. I always thought it was a TLC run. You bring you bring sports into comics, and, and we're not the audience for that. We're like, have you seen us? We don't know this. We like, do we know that uh, <laughs> we do know that at one point there is kind of a sly TLC reference, but Superman oh. does call one of the scrubs a buster. Oh, that's right. There you go. Oh, wait, is that all re is that recolored? That version? It is. So yeah, oh, both versions, including the 2010 reprint. Uh, that was recolored, although I'll be mm. honest, I prefer the old dot matrixy printing methods of the old school, but if you want something where yeah. it's flashed up, there's oh, a new version as well. Yeah. yeah, we're on the fence sometimes about those recolorings when it comes to comic books. If so you can find that treasury edition, that's that's the way to do. That's the way to go with it. You but know, I had that when I was a kid, and now I'm I'm really ticked off that I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> um, because it's worth a bunch of money now. It oh, is. Yeah. It is. It is difficult to, to, to lay yeah. your hands on. So if you find a copy, even if you don't like comics, if you're at yeah. a yard sale, somebody send it somewhere. to me. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, I knew somebody was going to do it today. Thirty-seven dollar donation from Jared. Wow! Thank you so much, Jared. Wow. That's very cool. That's man. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's the that 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 was the synopsis. Okay, it is literally Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Right, right. They meet on a basketball court, and then the scrubs show up, and then and they're Superman, like, "Yeah, you got to fight." Because he's away from a red sun, and nowhere when he when you're nowhere near a red sun, Superman's just regular man. He gets the tar beat out of him. He does get the tar. And somewhere in the galaxy, Doomsday is in a containment unit, going, "No, no, 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 wait, 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 <laughs> wait for me." But I will mention, yeah, like you do read this particular comic book for the art, because I will be very honest. The story is about this close to being one of those hostess ads. Remember the hostess oh God, ads? Exactly what it is. It, yeah. That's what it is. Like, that's all it is. It's like, oh, my gosh, somebody stole all my Twinkies. And then right. it was like by the end of the ad, like that's what you have to. There's no more nuance than than something like that. 
No, 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 no. Uh, I used to share that position with you, but I have since changed upon oh. reflection. Then you have the floor, sir. There you go. This, this is not our first rodeo uh, with this particular story here. But after listening to some Neil Adams interviews and like, this book has been in my head all week. There are parts of the story that seem kind of kind of strange. But first, you get the boxing match between Superman and Muhammad Ali after Muhammad Ali has been training Superman on the, the sweet science of boxing. Yeah, uh, for all two, we- two months or like... Well, he, he teaches him that. When you have superpowers, you, you don't really have to know how to fight. You just got to throw a punch. You don't have to know how to like, you know, dodge and weave and not get your ear bit off or whatever it is they do. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, but no, so Muhammad Ali trains Superman and then they have the fight. And it's super important that Muhammad Ali wins the fight against Superman. And after listening to Neil Adams, if you've ever talked to Neil Adams, you know that he knows how great he is in the comic book industry. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like he felt a kinship with Muhammad Ali as somebody who was super talented. But at the same time, if you know anything about Neil Adams, you know, too, that he was one of those people that fought for creators' rights. When the Superman movie came out a, a year before this was released... Neil Adams was on the front lines to get Siegel and Schuster paid and taken care of because they were in poor health and the, the folks at DC National just kind of kicked him to the curb. He's somebody who has stood up for the little guy and, and believed in his principles. And I think he saw a kindred spirit in Muhammad Ali, somebody who, as a cultural icon, it took four years uh, out of the prime of his career to stand up for what he believed in. And so I think, you know, this was a passion project for Neil Adams, Mm -hmm. you know, someone who stands up for principles. And so at the end of the day, it's not really a Superman story as much as it is a Muhammad Ali story. And Ah. you get all those different elements that work themselves in, whether it's Muhammad Ali being the greatest and beating Superman in a fight or Muhammad Ali standing up to Hanya and doing the old rope-a-dope to buy time for Superman. And even kicker at the end where Muhammad Ali figures out that Superman is Clark Kent. All of that, I think, is done in respect and in service to promoting Muhammad Ali, which keep in in mind, when this came out, this was a huge cultural thing to have an African-American boxer on the level with Superman. Mm -hmm. And it's all in the spirit of fair play. It's all in the spirit of giving people a fair shake. And so I think if if you're looking at that story as oversimplified, there are little nuances there that as I've been reading about and as I've been staring at pages and staring at that cover... There's so much in here that uh, was quietly and slyly a very big deal Mm. for the spirit of fair play, for giving everybody that that shake that they all deserve. Really interesting insights. Yeah, it was dumb. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. This is a hostess Twinkie ad. Like, what do you? you, But I I can get it. Actually, you know, now that you mention that, I can, I can certainly see that. I didn't. didn't What I am going to say is that does make it an interesting Superman story because I think sometimes it is very difficult to write Superman stories that actually matter and count. Most of the time, when you do, sometimes it has to be either about Superman being depowered or you have to write it about other aspects of, of Superman. Yeah. So, like, for this particular story, to your point, Chad, to make it more about Muhammad Ali than actually Superman makes it a more interesting tale. Muhammad Ali is human. He's relatable. Yeah. We can understand him. We can understand him wanting to stand up for the earth and be, Superman being like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I'm way more powerful than you, Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad is like, yeah, but you're not even from here. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, they want to have a boxing match here. Have you ever even boxed before? Get out of yeah. here. There's a lot, you're right. There's a lot of pride 
that Muhammad Ali shows in this particular book. And and, and I am I am sorry. Like it is it's, it's great that he he realizes Superman's uh, secret identity at the end. But like, mm. well, shouldn't everybody? Shouldn't shouldn't everybody really like? You got the super slouch, but what else? But he has to give like an explanation. He's like, yeah, it's because you asked Jimmy about something, not because you looked exactly like the dude, but. Because yeah. you asked Jimmy about tape and a machine or something. Well, like, the problem I have with it is the same problem I have with all. Like, I just don't dig Bronze Age comics. Like, they're cheeseball to me. You still get the white guys in the seventies writing African American characters with the jive turkeys and the you like you get you still get that. But in this case, it's Muhammad Ali, and he actually did talk a particular way. Yeah. So it actually kind of works in this case, but questionable sort of like seventies era stereotypey kind of things in there but you know it's not troublesome or anything it's not like the old spirit comics where you actually feel a little dirty after reading yeah where you have to kind of like go right but but like neil adams can draw like a hell of a comic and 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 it's it's wonderful to look at it just wasn't i mean it was just super cheeseball and super (laughs) but now that you've added layers of nuance to it now i'm all bothered and i gotta go and no no no. the nuance that i missed because i thought i was a pretty intelligent reader that's that's not at all but this thing is very much so a product of its time Mm -hmm. yes with the extra added factor of neil adams being so timeless as as an artist and that's why Mm -hmm. even today we can look at it and like the art stands out as Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful because he he was just one of the best ever but it's because it's so much of its time and it is it is a little bit cornball it is a little bit cheesy but because of that like it was able to accomplish so much and yeah. it's, you, you can't help but appreciate the, you know, those sly, sly notes that help people to make connections. Because keep in mind, Muhammad Ali was not beloved by everyone. No, like him yeah, him yeah. taking a stand for his beliefs had divided people. And so putting him on the stage with Superman, like, that's a they, big deal. They even do a little, I don't know, like the cover there, you could see the original cover anyway. They even they even have a little Star Wars reference on there. <laughs> like, yeah, the Star, Star, Warriors. Star Warriors. Because Star Wars had come out in 77, you know, and it was, it was, right. like, it was like gigantic. And, and Superman, you know, the movie was actually a big deal. Like it was the first time one of these guys has, had, had been on screen since like, Kirk Allen played him in a, in a, in a you know, in a serial. Yeah. Well, he had the Superman TV, TV show, show. But, right. and this was after the whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, Kurt Swan exit thing. No, this was no, well before this that. Is, before this that? Is a couple years before that. Because that was was that, that was oh, eighty four. Wow. Was it really? Yes, it was late. Because I mean, it was right before right Man before of Steel. Crisis. Man of Steel was like yeah eighty six. Yeah, I guess, like that? I guess Muhammad, the Muhammad Ali DC character disappeared during Crisis because you never saw him again. <laughs> in anything. And I hate when they he do He was it. on Earth 3. He but took one of those Superboy continuity punches. Yeah. Oh, it's all mixed up. Punched the source wall. Now, what, what I wanted to say, though, is for folks that aren't into comic books that may be listening to this particular thing, you know, Mikey Wood trashed on Bronze Age comics, but that's why I love Bronze Age comics because I think it is the perfect mix of cheese ball and slightly a little bit of relevancy. Like I just read some Avengers where like Thor and Hawkeye go back to the old West to fight Kang. And I was just like, this could only happen in a bronze age book. Like, like it doesn't happen in silver age, like silver age. That's like now really corny bronze age. 
you you read it because those are those are feel good stories. Those are fun stories. And Superman versus Muhammad Ali, even though I said there's not much to the plot, it's a fun story. It is. The dialogue's yeah. fun. The art is beautiful. This is a book I really feel like even if you're not into comic books, even if you just like sports, even if you like pop culture, you should just read because you're not going to be disappointed. You know, yeah. there's a lot of nice scenes in it that um again still resonate today uh and they're still pulling stuff from this if you are a comic books fan we just did what jimmy olsen miniseries that uh fraction and steve lieber we did that on the last comic shop and uh there are scrubs that show up <laughs> in that series yeah. so they're still talking you know, about the know, scrubs like 30 years was on. i the only one who who like when the when the main scrub came down like am i the only one who just saw Razal gold painted green like, <laughs> he was he was just or, or racial goal however you want to say it yeah yeah he just looked like that because that's another thing that adams did in the batman books was that whole racial goal thing and and stuff right like that. See, i don't want any scrubs i don't want any scrubs i <laughs> I ain't got no scrubs. I ain't got no scrubs. Well, we've got more of this uh, past review coming up right after these commercial breaks. So stay tuned for more of The Last Comic Shop. More of this live stream for the cure stuff. This would be a nice cool spot for some leather chairs. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion blog section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hi, folks. This is Sean, Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. If you enjoy genuine conversation from two guys who love the subjects that they're talking about, you need to check us out. Honestly, goodness conversation about the things that we love. We're easy to find. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd on some of your favorite podcast catching apps. Or you can also check out our vlog on YouTube. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're really, really easy to find. I had it. I don't remember anything of it, but I know I had it. <laughs> or maybe it was my uncle's or something, but I don't know. But, but like, I remember it being around when I was a kid. I remember the book being there. Because they used to sell the, they sold these treasuries at like grocery stores and things like that. Like they were right. These are perfect. Getting people to breed something like this. Go mm -hmm. ahead, Chad. And just to to jump in, remember at the time the comics industry wasn't geared towards forty year old men. <laughs> yeah. You know this was aimed at kids, and so you needed a story that kids could understand, but at the same time having a story that was so vivid and so yeah. action packed that you know you could slide in those subtle social messages. Right. This was a book that they were hoping that a kid would see in a grocery store, pick it up. And then their old man would be like, Oh, you got that super, I know yeah. those guys. Yeah. And they would, then they would read it while they were on the John or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Be like, Oh, I wasn't bad. I'm glad I spent three bucks on that for my kid. And then but, uh, Neil Adams considered this to be not only his best work, but one of the greatest comic books of all time. And so it's high praise coming from one of the masters of the craft. Yeah. Right. 
even well, though it was his own work. <laughs> but that was I, that was Neil Adams, though. I mean, he was yeah. the first one to. Uh, he did a sales pitch on me for Batman Odyssey. That was like it was like he was standing in front of the UN trying to trying to sell it. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. like, was like, okay, but he was like, that guy was something, man. And he was sincere. He believed his own hype. But Great. much like Muhammad Ali, he would gladly tell you he was the greatest. And he could back yeah. it up. In and I, I remember yeah. I had a chance to talk to him at C2E2. And it was at the very tail end of the show. And so I thought, okay, I have this comic book legend. But he's probably tired of talking about Superman Muhammad Ali. Tired of talking about Ra's al Ghul. I'm going to talk to him about Chicago and restaurants. And, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and we recorded this interview and I, I thought a little bit of, of silliness would be a welcome uh, respite from what he's been doing. He did not suffer fools. It, our interview was practically unusable. Yeah. He was, he was just not having it. He was not having any part of it. He was like, Where, what was the best place? Well, we had some pork chops. This is but what, if, I, nah. But if you ask him about the stuff he was super passionate about, you know, he yeah. was always willing to talk and, and spend yeah. a lot of time. Let's, let's move on here. Uh, one thing that we wanted to do in the last comic shop is uh, we wanted to get a little bit of audience participation before our ratings and our recommendations, but we're going to throw it out to our audience. Is there anybody that is like, I don't know, a modern day sports star that you would want to see in something like this? Ooh. Like a crossover with uh, Superman? We'll put it out to the audience. Any, any takers? I dare say if you donate at $5 or higher, give us a celebrity and a superhero and we'll tell you how the fight will go. Wow, Pete Davidson versus Plastic Man. That's a fiver. That's a, we'll, um, let's go ahead and get our ratings real quick while we wait for those to come in here. Um, and we'll start off with uh, Chad. He was very impassioned. One out of four knockouts, Chad. No, this is definitely four Slam. out of four. Uh, like I said, I, it's not only a beautiful comic book, uh, but it, it's culturally relevant. It, it's like a piece of history, basically. And sure, there are things like Hanya that you can laugh at, but that's that's Hanya. comic books, man. Like I said, this week, I literally spent hours upon hours going through this cover. I still have not found John Wayne, who apparently did not approve his likeness rights, but they put him in here with a mustache. <laughs> and I, I even went to, to some folks I work with that are a little bit more seasoned because this, this came out before I was born even. And so a lot of the 70s references, like I see Kolchak, I'm like, is that Kolchak? It is. He's uncredited, but he's in there. Mm. But, uh, you know, seeking out other people to try and help me find John Wayne. But the problem is the people that, that had that uh, cultural knowledge also can't see anymore. <laughs> and so there's so much mm -hmm. crammed in here, mm -hmm. you know, just on the cover. That, uh, so I, wonder I, if, I wonder if Lee Majors is in there. Six million dollar man. That's who you should look for. Him, Farrah Fawcett, maybe. That would have been a good one. It was so fun to go through the list and find the people that were in there. And if you're a comic book nerd, like I said earlier, you get not just the, the sports celebrities or the, the cultural figures. You get comic book creators. You get comic book characters in there. And then I didn't talk about the story itself. I do think it is a thing of nuance. I do think it's a way to put Muhammad Ali on the level of Superman so that we can appreciate that they are both the greatest and it's channeled through the greatness of one Neil Adams. Uh oh, here we go. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Yaney donated $5 and says Squirrel Girl versus Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. Squirrel goodness. Girl versus Wonder Woman. Okay. okay. 
All right, Chad, you know a little bit more about the Squirrel Girls and the Wonder Womans. So. Oh, yeah. So, but I need I need some help here. What could the potential conflict be between Squirrel Girl and Wonder Woman? Like, uh, Squirrel Girl, you know, random college student mm-hmm. uh, going out, doing good with her pal Tippy Toe. You've got uh, yeah. Wonder Woman, the Amazonians. I don't know, guys. Help me out here. Wonder Woman is incredibly annoyed by her. And, and they go from there. That's, <laughs> it has to be something involving uh, mind control. It always has to be mind, you know, some kind okay. of... And are we going classic Wonder Woman or 70s Kung Fu Wonder Woman? Oh, wow. Because I always like that version. 70s Kung Fu Wonder Woman. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so Look. Squirrel Girl signs up for a karate class taught by Wonder Woman. And everyone knows yes. Squirrel Girl is the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And so... As a result, she has a little bit of chip as well as a tippy toe on her shoulder. And that is not sitting well with our feminist icon who is is running this class. Okay. And so Wonder mm-hmm. Woman challenges challenges her to a fight in the ring in order to graduate and get her black belt, which uh, you know, is a big deal. Cool. <laughs> it is. It is. Cool. All right. And then what happens? Somebody else help. Round one. Fight. Uh, and, and, go, go, go. Then there's go. a judo throw. Because judo was the only martial art anybody knew through the 60s and the 70s. Judo. I think it was because they, they, they taught it to people in the army. So everybody knew what judo was, but they didn't know about anything else. They did not know about karate, tang sudo, or anything else. They knew about judo. Judo chop. Uh, judo throw. Wonder Woman comes off the ropes with her own lasso of truth. Lasso's squirrel girl. They have a conversation and decide that fighting isn't worth it. Everybody right. wins. There you go. And... and and then that's, Ooh. Oh, and then Mike can pick it up, I guess. And then here oh. comes the money with Jared Taylor. $5 donation, Conor McGregor versus Wolverine. Oh, my God. Oh. So, okay, so Conor McGregor stands in the middle of the ring running his mouth, and Wolverine cuts him in half. <laughs> really? Yeah. That would be great, because somebody needs to cut him in half. <laughs> that guy's horrible. And He's there's a lots horrible of bubs. person, man. Yes, there is. There's maybe one. No, there's one bub. He gets a one bub at the end as he lights oh. up his cigar and he looks down at him because yeah, it's man. just a massacre. Well, as um, we ro- wait for others to roll in, uh, let's go ahead and get Mikey's rating for Superman vs. Mahalo yeah. How many knockouts are you giving it, buddy? I don't know, man. See, he's making me think about it now. Um, You know, I'd like, like, like give it two, like a, like a two and a half or something like that. Like, okay. It's not horrible, but it just wasn't my... And I, I think... Know what you're into whether it be movies or whatever kind of um weighs on like when you started reading this kind of stuff like there's a ton of people in in the world who were like crazy about spawn and things like that because they started reading comics in like 91 92 and that was like the thing and there's people now on twitter who talk about how wonderful the star wars prequels were because they were like five years old when they came out so that's their star wars so for me comics really didn't hit me until like 85 86 and by that time this kind of stuff just doesn't appeal to me but it is gorgeous, and and as a piece of history, comic book history, it is also it's very important. It may seem cheeseball to people who look at it now, but it, it but but I think it is an important thing, and and so you know I'll have to kind of reread it thinking differently and get back to you because that happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
he and and also George Perez, who we just lost, they were they were big on like tiny little details and big gigantic things, and just yeah. fabulous, man. It, like it, so, it, so, it has been a rough couple of months for comic book fans. With the it loss sure of has, man. It's Neil been a rough Adams. couple of years, like Darwin right. Cook and like all these great, you know, Danny O'Neill and and that's why. Look, I'm not going to give it a full four out of four because again, the plot is something that's less to be desired. I mean, it's everybody. But I will give it a full three and a half. This is a good three and a half knockouts. And and it's one of those books where I meet people all the time and I talk to them about like the fact that there's a comic book for everybody. Like the biggest thing that we run into at the last comic shop and our goal of trying to get more people into the comic book tent is people say, well, I'm just not into comics. And I ask them why. And they're like, well, I just don't like Batman. And I'm just like, you know, there's other comic books out there for you. Uh, I talk to people about like, oh, you're into sports. Have you ever read 21, the Roberto Clemente book? Especially if you're from the Berg or you like baseball Mm -hmm. at all. That's a tremendous biography about um, the life of uh, Roberto Clemente. And it's got really great art and stuff. And this is another one. If you're into sports, there should be no question that you should be finding a copy of Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Because it's first Superman, so everybody knows who Superman is. Superman won't fall down until the bell rings and then he finally allows himself to collapse. throw in the towel. She has to be like, fall down, Superman. Fall down. (laughs) I did it, Lois. I did it for you. (laughs) You're the winner, Lois. And he got done. Look at that. Who does that to Superman? Nobody but maybe Doomsday and Muhammad Ali. It's roughed up. But that's why it's at the three and a half. I really do recommend. It's one of those great books. It's got a lot of crossover with pop culture. And even though it's from the 70s, like, again, that's that's awesome stuff now. Like, everybody loves it. Oh, we got here. Here we have Sal V. Oh, Coming out the end here. All right, uh, Chris Yaney, I don't even think they got to the Conor McGregor Wolverine thing yet, uh, but he's throwing in Todd McFarlane versus Neil Gaiman. Oh, uh, and then we I have know, Sal we know, V. We know, we know that Neil wins that. We already know Neil wins that. One. We have Sal V <laughs> donating fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Those nerds at it again. Thank you so so much. Oh, so Thank great! You, I, I see some comic, uh, some some potential last comic shop T-shirts coming some people's ways. Yeah. But in any case, so yeah, guys. Uh, Todd McFarlane versus Neil Gaiman. Is this like do we said it in the nineties? Sandman, Neil Gaiman versus Spawn. Sam uh, and they already, v they already did that. They didn't. They already go up against each other. Like did it, they? Yeah, it was a court battle. Oh, oh yeah, Neil Gaiman yeah, won over, yeah. over the soul of Angela, and then yeah. Neil Gaiman sold Angela to Marvel. Right, just because, to break Todd's heart. Right, um, Todd McFarlane versus. Well, if it were a writing contest, Neil <laughs> Gaiman would win that as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What about a toy contest? What about an action figure contest? I think it would be sort of like Todd sitting in a corner talking about how awesome he is and Neil kind of like checking his watch. Like, can I <laughs> Well, can I go? Can I Let me bring in a little bit of comic book history. I don't know if you guys remember back around the Image founding. Peter David used to talk all sorts of smack on the Image guys. Mm-hmm. And so they had the brawl to settle it all at one of the big comic conventions. And it was Peter David versus Todd McFarlane. Peter David prepared like a lawyer and Todd McFarlane prepared like a goof and yeah. came in in shorts and just got decimated by Peter David. Absolutely yes. decimated. And Todd's, so Todd's kind of like Stan in a way that, that, that he's, he, he's like a super good hype man for things. Like he's really, 
you got to give them kind of credit for that. I don't know if it's sort of like, I don't know how things are now, but Spawn is apparently selling really well again for some reason. Yeah. Todd, who's always, his heart's always in other places than comic books. I mean, he tried to leave comic books to start his own card company uh, back in the day, but the NHL wouldn't give him the license. Then he does his toys now, and he's all over the place. He wants to make that uh, movie. I think he just couldn't be bothered. And then Neil would show up and just uh, say something poetic and, and terse. Yeah. And then uh, Todd would get bored and just fall asleep. Well, that's a good, this is a good pairing because they're very much the antithesis of each other. They really are. Like, like Neil Gaiman is very sort of um, like super humble. Like he never really talks about himself in that manner people ask him these questions and he's like oh i don't know and and recently recently i gotta get like i love neil gaiman so much i mean obviously but like recently somebody said to him they did the cast list of the sandman tv show and they cast lucifer as oh my god i'm drawing a blank with her name and i feel really badly about that brian of tarth but anyway so somebody said to him hashtag not my lucifer and he responded hashtag not my problem and that was the <laughs> that was the best response to that kind of thing ever so i have to kind of i have to give this pairing to 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 neil for that matter but i really think they would just kind of be sort of civilized with each other yeah they would both get distracted and go go other places they have yeah. other things to do yeah. have time for this foolishness well we've got one more thing to do before we wrap up the last comic shop today those were great verses we love them uh, but we're going to real quickly get to recommendations. These are other books that you can pick up at your local comic book shop. In addition to either in Treasury Edition or, as Chad's pointed out, a really nice version that you can pick up in hardback of Superman versus Muhammad Ali. I'll, I'll go ahead and start with a book that we did cover on the last comic shop. You can go to our website and you can check out this past episode. It is Superman Smashes the Clan by Gene uh, Lun Yang and Guerhiru. I'm hoping I pronounced that right. But it is a fantastic book. Similar to Superman versus Muhammad Ali, basically allows uh, Superman uh, to, uh, to play with the history. I, again, because uh, this this all came about as a result of somebody back in the, what, the 1940s uh, infiltrating the Ku Klux Klan and finding out all their secrets. And instead of going to like the FBI or the police, they went to the Superman radio show. And uh, basically they had a whole episode of the Superman radio show about the Klan of the Fiery Cross. And so, uh, and it basically demystified the Klan. And... Uh, people were making fun of them and everything. It was a cultural, uh, you know, a cultural thing. And it was it was wonderful. So Gene Lun Yang writes a great adaptation kind of of that radio program with some wonderful art. It's an all ages book for anybody, whether you're six to 60. And uh, it, it does have a very compelling Superman in it. It is still super, a, still a Superman story uh, in the fact that Superman at this point can't fly and he doesn't fly on purpose because he's worried that people will think he's an alien and an outsider so it's a coming of age story for superman as well so yeah great book what do you got for us chad okay so my recommendation is one i believe in so much i actually gave it to you andy for uh, the holidays this year yeah but, uh, you know i'm a big treasury wonk I, I love these things and so neil adams being one of the best has in that treasury size although dc called them collector's editions the Batman, the Ra's al Ghul story. It's one of the most beautiful comics ever. And you get Neil Adams with an ad, by the way, in the back for Superman versus Muhammad Ali. But you get Batman returned from his campy TV show days. Neil Adams turns him into a world traveling adventurer. He puts him on skis 
He makes him take his shirt off and fight the bad guy and bed the yeah. lady and turns him into the, you know, an ultimate action star. You know, he's riding camels, sword riding fighting. Cam <laughs> that's that's the pinnacle of action superstarness. Like that's if you're right. an action hero, you gotta ride a camel. It's so beautiful and it's blown up so big. It yes. is uh, limited collector's edition C-51, which uh, Superman v. Muhammad Ali was C-56, but it's the Dark Knight Detective against Ra's al Ghul, and it is the best. Mm. All right. Mikey, bring us home with your recommendation. Well, you know, I wanted to do sort of like a crossover thingy, but I, I, I couldn't figure it out. But um, I am going to do the Superman Batman World's Finest... <laughs> miniseries uh which was written written by dave gibbons which is interesting dave gibbons the artist of uh watchmen and uh with art by steve rude um and carl kessel and it's fabulous and it's the joker and lex luther trade uh trade towns and and batman and, and superman have to deal with that it's another one of those things where it's like even if you're not interested in the story which is a lot of fun the artwork is just fabulous it was like a three-issue miniseries, I think, originally, and uh, and then it's collected. So, yeah, we should read that. The I was going to say, regardless mm -hmm. of any technical difficulties, we mm -hmm. genuinely appreciate everybody that has come out to help support the show, help support the cause here for live stream for The Cure. So we apologize for all the things uh, on our end that uh, ended up disconnected, myself especially. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. thank you so much to everybody that came out. And, and we're, we're doing good work today. Thank you so much. All, all right. right. Gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, you man. so, so much for being part of the live stream for The Cure again. Uh, this was a blast. And I mean, yeah, of course, Superman would lose to Muhammad Ali. That I'm makes the greatest. All yeah. the sense in the world. <laughs> Feels like a comic book that was written just to uh, inflate Muhammad Ali's ego, probably. Well, it, like, that's even possible. The man was like. True. It's all that red sun. You got to watch out for it the is. red sun. You do. I don't know what vitamin you get from that one, but it can't be good. That was great. I agree with everything Chad said and or Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lori. Well, we hope that you agree with the last comic shop enough to come back next week for a brand new episode. It's not going to be two of these in a row. You're going to get a brand new episode, not something from the archives. We promise. But you can do that by going out to www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com where you can rate, review, and subscribe to a myriad of podcasting platforms, all wonderfully available for you as you sit by the pool, lounging, enjoying that summer life. So we hope that you do that. Especially uh, check out some of our YouTube videos. We've got a link on that website for YouTube, and we're always filled with like kind of cool things that we, you know, we're, we're going to comic cons and we're talking to independent comic creators. And yeah, check us out. There you go. We're on the socials at Last Comic Shop on Twitter and Instagram. If you need redirection to those, you can go to www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com where they can find what else, J.A.? Well, links to our merch store where you can get a uh, summertime Last Comic Shop t-shirt without the pit stains. They come extra. <laughs> they sting like a bee. Wait, no. <laughs> you don't want to get downwind from J.A. when he's been... <laughs> out in the sun but no pick up that t-shirt it's great i have it in a variety of colors like yellow that white one that's been <laughs> yellowed we've been talking about this too much all right let's just wrap it up recommendations or read all the comic books we'll see you next time right absolutely until next week i was the host with the most andy larson i was joined by chad smith and jay scott and of course mikey wood who joined us for the live stream for the cure uh, and we hope that until next week, you stay safe, stay cool, and remember, a scrub is a guy that can get no love. <laughs> <laughs>
He's also known as a Busta. The immortal words of Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Pour one out for her when you're sitting by that pool. Don't go chasing waterfalls. You'll just get wet. Well said, sir. Rest in peace. The last comic shop was a 2022 Black Angus production.